You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. Welcome back, Patriots. This is The Gunny, and you're on The Patriot Cause. Today is Sunday, and what I want to present to you is the prince of this world. Who is the prince of this world? He owns it and runs it. Now we see the results of governments, tyranny, evil, all these things that are happening. But see... Satan is the prince of the world. He's the one that is in control, but only to the limit of what God tells Satan he can do. And it may sound weird to a lot of us, but God is in full control, and the evil that he permits in this world through Satan, the bottom line is to glorify him. I know that's hard to understand. So let's proceed in talking about the prince of this world. Three times Christ designated Satan as the prince of the world. The Bible is clear that either the world's inhabitants are under the influence of this world with its cunning, deception, and spell, or they are in Christ under the direction of the Spirit of God. The reason I'm doing this podcast is recently this individual attacked a professor in the Temple University and killed this man. But he didn't just kill him. He shot him multiple times in the head. You see, there is no neutral ground in the Bible. The lines are drawn. It's either God or Satan. See, the devil, as powerful as he is, is limited by Christ. The Bible makes it clear in several places that he can only do what God permits him to do. So this individual, with many, many, many others, was known by God from the beginning of time that this would happen. Sometimes it may seem like unbelievable what Satan can do with someone. But not if you understand he's the prince of the world. And here's a great example. In March of 2015... 
a mother in Ohio decapitated her three-month-old baby. When she was sentenced, she told the county judge that she loved her daughter very much. Think about that one. Before this event happened, the police took her baby away and gave it to her aunt. And her aunt, she was considered a threat and had been acting crazy and talking about demons and speaking in tongues when a juvenile court previously placed the baby in the custody of family services. Social workers later placed the baby in the temporary care of the aunt, whose authorities say was warned to keep the mother away unless social workers were present. But she was able to get to this child that she born through her body and cut its head off. I said it clearly. We don't need to fear the devil. But what we do need to remember that he is truly in charge of this world. And so long as we are followers of Jesus in this world, we must take his presence very seriously. So we must understand what Satan is actually doing in this world. Two purposes. One, we know that he exists. And number two, we know that this is not eternity. So that brings us to 1 Peter chapter 5 of the Bible. See, this Apostle Peter had been writing to his brothers and sisters in Christ who were suffering persecution for their faith. He had been urging them to take a faithful stand for the Lord Jesus, even while in the midst of an environment in which it was culturally hard to be a follower in Jesus. So, this is what we're dealing with. But the good news is this, before we continue. 1 John 4, 4. He who is in us is greater than he that is in the world. We will always win, even though the world suffers. So 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about you like a roaring lion, seeking whoever he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in this world. I want to pray, so pray with me. Father, don't let us grow complacent towards you 
or be lured to the love anyone or anything more than you. Remove the idols from our hearts so that you alone command our allegiance and utmost affections. Help us to love and forgive others as you may forgive us so that the enemy cannot get a foothold through hate and bitterness on our part. In Jesus' name, amen. See, the devil is an actual being. I very much do believe that the devil is a literal being. The Lord Jesus himself also believed that the devil was a literal being. The Bible tells us that he experienced literal temptation from the devil in the wilderness. It tells us that it was the devil who entered into Judas' heart to betray the Lord. So Jesus was tempted as a human being. Think about the difference. I'm telling you, he was a human. He was God, but he was also human was tempted by Satan. Whatever else someone may think that it takes to be a Christian, it certainly must include the idea that we believe as our Lord believed and taught. As Jesus clearly believed and taught that the devil was a real being, therefore, should we? In fact, I think it's a very dangerous thing that we would deny that the devil actually exists. Over the past hundred years or so, it's been popular to say that the devil is simply a symbolic personification of evil. That was never meant to be thought of or taken literally. The Bible speaks of Satan. Leads me to believe that we would be putting ourselves in great danger if we deny that he actually exists. In the scriptures, we're told that the devil is the real enemy behind all our struggles for faith. And this is what Paul writes in Ephesians. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God. Thank you. Thank you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done to stand. So sway of the wicked one. So avoid the wicked one as much as possible. Thanks to our Lord Jesus, he has cast out this ruler 
through his death on the cross. But that time is not here yet. So let's make sure we understand that Satan is the prince of this world. As the Apostle Paul puts it, he is the God of this age, that is, of the whole present, unbelieving world system that sets itself in opposition to the gospel of God's Son, Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. Be even if our gospel is veiled. It is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, least the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. They refuse God, and he is giving them over to Satan. See, the devil loves it when the human beings de deny his existence. And it's always dangerous for Christians to do so because we can fall in the same trap of Satan coming into us if we do not understand that he is actual being has a spirit that can control people. He is the most powerful of all the created beings that God has made, but he is also fallen and wicked and is roaming this planet as a psychopathic murderer, along with a host of fallen angels who are under his bidding. People who mock and ridicule the idea that the devil exists truly do so to their own eternal peril. Peter tells us about an anniversary, the devil, into two main areas of advice. And in defense mode, be alert, which is the advice of verse 8. In the offensive mode, be steadfast, which is in verse 9. So let's talk about be alert. Peter writes in verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So Peter refers to the devil as an adversary. And if he wins in your heart, he controls you. What's at stake for him is eternity in the lake of fire. So he is desperate and determined to make himself a winner in this cosmic battle and to make all those align with Jesus Christ the losers. Satan knows, I guarantee you right now, because of Jesus Christ dying on the cross, defeating Satan, he already knows his time is coming. And he is doing everything he can 
to take people out. So when it comes to threats of the devil, our defensive response is to be twofold. First Peter says that we are to be sober or self-controlled so that we can recognize what is happening to us when the devil tries to make us do something that is not righteous in God's eyes. And second, Peter says, we should be vigilant and watchful. We have to be on guard against God's people being attacked by Satan. His attacks won't come in obvious ways, but in deceitful ways that we aren't necessarily anticipating. That's what's happening in our government, in the world, the new world order, all of these agencies that are being stood up to bring, quote, the world together, they're doing this under the hand of Satan. So we must be alert at all times to understand what's happening. However, if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in Christ, there's no reason for you to be alert because you're living in the world that the prince has created today and you are being guided by Satan. This is why evil exists and people are doing what they're doing because of Satan. We will be right back and we're going to talk about being steadfast on how we can have a offensive response to what is going on. Take a break. Be right back. Steals my breath It's a heavy weight Upon my chest As I lie awake and wonder What the future will hold Help me to remember That you're in control You're my courage when I worry In the dead of night You're my strength Cause I'm not strong enough to win Even though 
are back. We need to be steadfast. In verse 9, Peter goes on to tell us what our offensive response should be. Having told us to be alert, Peter goes on to tell us to hold our ground, to resist him. And James put it this way. James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. These people that we're talking about that commit these evil, they are submitting themselves to the devil, not God. And therefore, they have no way for the devil to flee from them. In fact, He has control of them. I believe that resisting him, being steadfast in the faith, is extremely important to remember when you're living as we are in times of cultural hostility to our faith, attacking Christians, most of all, which we're seeing is happening. In America, the great temptation as such times is to compromise in our profession of the faith, deny the authority of God's word, and just go along with the flow of the world. That's what these people, they have no offense. They just flow along with the world. But see, that's exactly what the devil is seeking to make us do. And when We resist him by refusing to do so. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelations that during the most intense times of persecution, the saints will prove to have overcome the devil. If you're a child of Christ, you are a saint. According to Paul, We are all saints. You don't have to be, you know, this fancy, save-the-world person to be a saint. You just have to believe in Christ. In Revelations 12, 11, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and the world of their testimony, for they loved not their lives even until death. That's what a true saint is. Even until our death and the persecution to us, we will never give up what Jesus Christ has done for us. So remain steadfast in the faith is knowing that others of our brothers and sisters in Christ are experiencing the same sort of attacks from the evil and challenges to deny their Lord. Suffering brothers and sisters who are nevertheless standing faithful and strong and who are resisting the devil, steadfast in the faith, encourage us to stand strong with them together We defeat Satan as Christians of this world. And we have no fear whatsoever 
of the government, the world. They can do whatever they feel they want to us, even kill us. And we're okay with that. Christ told us this is going to happen. So don't ever think that as a believer in Jesus Christ, you can stand against the devil's attacks on your own. When a roaring lion is walking about seeking who it may devour, the most vulnerable condition is to be on your own. So constantly stay connected with your brothers and sisters in Christ. For your own sake, don't abandon regular fellowship with brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, no matter how great the cultural pressure may be for you to do so. A key part of resisting the devil is our union together in Christ. This is part of why we are in the church. We're not there just to worship God. We are there to support each and every one of us on this planet against the evil of Satan. So be steadfast in the faith with our brothers and sisters. This warning about the devil is the last encouragement that the Apostle Peter gives about being faithful to our Lord in the time of persecution. The persecutions from Satan were then, they are now, and they will continue until the end of time. We may easily become Satan's victims and lose much of what Satan wants us to gain if we try to stay true to the faith in every way but end up forgetting to watch out for the great enemy of our soul. If we fail to understand that Satan is real, if we fail to keep on guard against Satan attacks, he will get to us. Have you ever seen the great movie called To Kill a Mockingbird? Do you remember that horrible, disturbing scene in the movie when the rabid dog came looping down the main street of town? And do you remember how the boy's father, Atticus, shot the dog? That rabid dog, of course, was now dead. But the father turned to his son and sternly told him to stay away from the dog until the authorities come and take it away. He warned his son he's just as dangerous dead as alive. In a way, that's how I feel we should view Satan. We don't have to fear him in the ultimate sense. He is a conquered enemy. He's dead, but he's still alive. He's dead. Evil is dead because of the cross. But that time frame of God and Christ defeating Satan comes at a different point in time.
Jesus has defeated him for us once and for all. His destiny is now certain. He's doomed to the lake of fire. But until that time, when his final cast into the lake of fire, he's still just as dangerous, conquered as ever. And we need to watch out for him so long as we are in this world. So let's remember these two great encouragements from the Apostle Peter when it comes to the threats of our already defeated enemy, the devil. Be alert and be steadfast and never forget what John tells us. He who is in us is greater than he that is in this world. Almighty God, cover our minds with the helmet of your salvation reminding us constantly that we are children and the enemy can't mess with us. Fix our thoughts, Lord Jesus, on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Help us to think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise so your peace will guard our minds. Don't let us Copy the behavior and customs of this world, but transform us into new persons by changing the way we think. Then we will learn to recognize your will for us, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Saturate our minds with your truth so we are convinced that the answers are found in your word and not out in the world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.